The Denver Broncos red zone defense was dominant at day seven of Broncos camp at the UCL training center. We talk about a couple of playmakers from Wednesday's practice, not to mention the Broncos offense going a little bit more play action. We break it down, we react, and we discuss on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on Facebook. Make sure you hit that follow button on your favorite audio podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. And not to mention, hit that subscribe button here on YouTube if you like to watch us in video format. Getting into today's episode of the show, we're going to recap day seven, Wednesday's practice at the UC Health Training Center, the Broncos Red Zone Defense. Coming in with a tough performance. We're going to get to them a little bit later on as the show progresses. But before we get into the Broncos offense and the Broncos defense in general from day seven and pads, day two of pads to be exact, let's go over some of our Broncos news and notes that are infecting the team before we get into the majority of our analysis here on today's episode Lockdown Broncos. Starting things off with our Broncos news and notes. A couple of did not participate in Wednesday's practice. Obviously, no Josie Jewell, no Mike Purcell, and Graham Glasgow did not participate in practice on Wednesday. He had a Veterans Day off. Jewell and Purcell still dealing with their injuries, their groin and the ankle respectively. But this brings up a conversation about vet days. Uh, you, You see people going back and forth on social media arguing about Players don't have the right to have a vet day. I think that uh, it's just laughable at this point because here's the deal. Graham Glasgow went healthy. He is a big-time investment for the Broncos. Going back to last season, they spent a lot of money for him. So for a guy who had injuries last season, you want to give him a chance to have a vet stay off. He's earned it. He's been an Ironman in the NFL throughout his career with the Detroit Lions. You give a guy a vet day off. It's not a big deal, but we got people arguing about Players not deserving vet days off. Here's the deal. It's a grueling, grueling NFL season. You're going to have 17 official NFL regular season games. I think that teams are rightful enough to go through each week and give a guy a vet days off. It's going to happen in season. You're going to see various players. You're going to see Vaughn. You're going to see Kareem. You're going to see some of these guys get some vet days off in season because it's important if you want to preserve them. What's more important for the Broncos? Giving them a vet day off or maybe potentially losing them because they have a lot of wear and tear being added on. I mean, the NFL season is grueling in and of itself, so let's stop arguing about vet days off. Graham Glasgow, he did have the day off on Wednesday. The Broncos, as a team collectively, they will be off on Thursday as a whole team. No practice, no meetings, nothing. The coaches will meet at the training facility to be able to go over some of the film, some of the game tape. Players will be assigned to watch the practice footage from Wednesday on their own accord, and they're going to have notes that they have to bring back to their position, specific coaches. So uh, the, they will be busy, even though they will not be officially at the team facility. Obviously, guys coming in for medical treatment, they are able to do that. There's nothing against that there, but the Broncos will have Thursday off before they get back to the grind Friday and over the weekend. And then next week, you have joint training camp practices with the Minnesota Vikings. So Glasgow's day off meant that Natani Muti got a lot of reps with the first team defense at the right guard position. You love to see it. Uh, this is a great insight for the Broncos during this time to be able to see what he can do. I mean, we saw a little bit of what he could do last season, but in terms of getting him more reps, 
more acclimated with the playbook now. Nice to see Moody being one of those guys that will get some consideration from this coaching staff if, in fact, Graham Glasgow does have any injury concerns this upcoming season. But as of right now, Glasgow is the right guard for the Broncos. Outside of that, on the offensive line side of things, there is a season-ending injury for one of the Broncos' camp bodies, and that's Cody Conway, an offensive lineman who went down in practice on Tuesday, was carted off. The diagnosis, according to our 9 News reporter Mike Kliss, is that Conway suffered a torn ACL. He will have surgery. He will be out for the entire season. So his journey right now to the Broncos, to the NFL, kind of takes a little bit of a backseat as he now prepares for surgery in the rehab process to maybe come back and be a training camp body next year for the Broncos. I'm sure they'll take a look at him, but that's obviously a little bit too far away from now. But obviously, wish you the best, Cody Conway, in your recovery. ACLs are a mental journey as much as they are physical. I know what it's like. Outside of that, one Broncos player did return to practice, though, on Wednesday. That's K.J. Hamler, who was in the COVID protocols on Tuesday. He had a positive test for COVID-19. He took a test 30 minutes later. It came back negative, so it was being treated as a false positive. K.J. Hamler and the Broncos in general, they're 90% vaccinated. They're above that 90% line as an entire team, which is really good. K.J.'s vaccinated, but he was not yet at that 14-day threshold that a lot of the experts say that you need to be at in order to be fully protected. So it was a negative test for him. He did miss a day of practice, but he was back on Wednesday doing his typical things, working on fielding some catches. That's one area special teams coordinator Tom McMahon said he has to improve on if he wants to be a punt returner, not to mention getting those reps inside the Broncos offense. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get a little bit of a deeper dive into the Broncos offense from day seven at the UCL training center of Broncos camp, the pads. Day two, they were popping once again. Were the Broncos going to come into the offensive side of Wednesday's practice with an emphasis on running the ball even more? Or were they going to set up the play action? We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country. But before we do that, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And if you need anything for your vehicle, Rock Auto has Everything that you could be looking for, whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet for your vehicle. The reason I rock with rockauto.com is that they've been a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, 20 years of reliable service. And in the times that I've used them, they have come in clutch for me. I've ordered a brand new steering wheel cover for my vehicle. I've ordered new floor mats and they delivered it directly to my door. I also like their catalog on their website over there, rockauto.com, because I can quickly search based on my vehicle, based on year, make, model. I get to choose the brands, the specifications, and even the prices that I prefer for something that I'm looking for for my vehicle. Whether it's for a renovation project, whether I need a new part replacement, rockauto.com is my go-to anytime I need something for my vehicle, and I want you to make it yours as well. Make sure you go to rockauto.com right now. Prices are always reliably low, whether you're a professional or do it yourself, or you can save money with Rock Auto today. So go over there right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Continuing on with today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already so you receive daily exclusive Denver Broncos video content and coverage. Looking forward to next week when we will have the co-host here on Lockdown Broncos, Sarah Bettinger, will join us officially full-time beginning on August 9th. So can't wait for Broncos country to be able to get Sarah in the mix a little bit here on Lockdown Broncos. But let's focus now on the Broncos' offensive side of the ball. We like to look at the storylines, breaking it up based on offense and defense. And it all boils down to these respective areas. Everyone's going to focus on quarterback competition. But here's the deal, folks. I find it a little funny that now every practice we're keeping track 
who won the day, which quarterback won the day. It's all subjective. And there's many people out there. And look, I've been guilty of it myself of saying, okay, hey, this guy had the better day. This means he wins it. But the coaches have a different way they evaluate this quarterback competition. They're looking at these practices. They're looking at us as media members and they're saying, these guys have no clue what the hell they're talking about because we're not evaluating it on a day-to-day basis. We compile all the data necessary. We look at the mistakes. We look at the decisions that were made, the good plays, the bad. And then we factor it into our overall evaluation. But the real measure for the Broncos in determining who's going to be the quarterback come week one against the New York Giants, you know what's going to be? It's going to be preseason games. It's going to be preseason game one against the Minnesota Vikings, the second game against the Seattle Seahawks, and then a third and final game against the LA Rams, where it could take the Broncos all three preseason games to figure out who their starting quarterback is going to be. So we are overreacting so much about what's going on with the quarterbacks at practice that we're losing sight on the whole team. We're losing sight on some of the amazing storylines that are coming about in Broncos practice. But outside of that, taking a look at some of the storylines, For the Broncos on day two of pads on day seven at the UCL training center, the offense struggled with some false starts. There were multiple false starts by the offensive line. I had touched on this a little bit earlier on in the week that really when you see false starts, you want to get them out of the way in training camp. You want to get them out of the way in practice. That way, when you go into a game, you can just go. Now, when it hinders you in a game, it just goes back to a lack of focus. Now, I think that when the Broncos threw the pads on day one, obviously on Tuesday and day two here on Wednesday, there's an adjustment period, not just from a mental standpoint, but also from the physical standpoint, where now you can actually engage with defenders. So Broncos offensive linemen from the center, the guards, and the tackles, and even the backs and fullbacks, tight ends in protection, they're engaging now in physical contact with the defense. And so sometimes you're looking at it from the standpoint, if you're a guard or a tackle or a tight end, based on the alignment of an outside backer, a defensive end or a defensive tackle, or even a linebacker, if you know that it's a run play and you are as a tight end or as an offensive lineman have to double down and then get to the play side backer to seal him from being able to chase a play, I mean, you're you're thinking about a lot. And how fast the NFL game is played, that plays a little bit of an impact in that. So you want to get these false starts out of the way. Vic Fangio was not very happy with the team's performance in terms of the mental fortitude of them having these mistakes of jumping off and costing the team because in a game, it's going to move you back five yards. And by my count, I believe there was four or five total false starts. So when you factor it in, that's 20 to potentially 25 yards of penalties right there off of something as simple as not knowing what the cadence is or being a little bit too antsy before the snap. So we'll see if the Broncos can get that cleared up heading into Friday's practice. Like I mentioned, no practice on Thursday for the team. They are off. They're going to go through recovery treatment, uh, hydration, all the necessary stuff that you need before they get into the grunt of things heading into Hall of Fame weekend. We know that the Hall of Fame game is on Thursday between the Steelers and the Cowboys. The Broncos next week are anticipated to travel to Minnesota for joint training camp practices with the Vikings leading up to the first preseason game. We're so close to Broncos football. I'm so stoked. But outside of that, some other offensive notes for the Broncos here on day seven, day two of pads, and that's Cortland Sutton is putting on a clinic. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to go to the Broncos social media feed uh, at Broncos, but they had Cortland Sutton mic'd up on Tuesday's practice and just hearing him talk, seeing him work, and just seeing him in some one-on-ones. He had one-on-ones against Patrick Sertan, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, and Pat Sertan, I tell you, was draped all over him. Cortland still made a very tough contested catch using his body and his size to box out. And on Wednesday's practice at the UCL Training Center, Cortland Sutton had a big day, a couple of big plays 
downfield 15 to 20 to 25 yards on deep post patterns, deep dig routes, and contested coverage. There was one throw that Teddy Bridgewater had at him that was a little bit behind him. He adjusted with a one-handed snag to corral the pass in, but Cortland Sutton is bodying people at camp, and Vic Fangio said that he gets the hint that he's feeling better and better as each day goes on. We love to see that. Drew Locke in his post-practice media press conference on Wednesday had talked about, he says, he doesn't hope. He knows that Cortland Sutton will get back to being who he has been as a dominant wide receiver who can body guys. You throw it up, he's going to go get it. So far, that's been the vibe here at Broncos camp. A big day for Cortland Sutton on Wednesday, and that's what the Broncos need, regardless of who the quarterback will be, whether it's Drew, whether it's Teddy. Cortland is a big-time security blanket for any quarterback. Heck, I could be out there playing quarterback. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw that ball high to the outside, only to the part where hopefully Cortland can get it. Now, my accuracy might be a little off because, I guess what, I'm not a quarterback, but I would try. But he would make my job look easier. He'd make my stats look easier as well. So, uh, obviously, a lot of big praise for Cortland Sutton coming off of ACL surgery. He looks good. So, make sure you go check out that Broncos social media clip at Broncos on Twitter, but it's good to have Cortland back. And he's always saying yes, Sersky. So that's always something I find myself saying now. So it's good to see Cortland running around being effective because the Broncos, they will need him. He's a big time threat for them on the offensive side of the ball. And he will be so massive. If the Broncos offense is going to be successful, he will be such a big part of that here in 2021. Outside of that, the Broncos on Tuesday's practice, day one of pads, they opened up with a heavy emphasis on the running game. Well, on Wednesday, day two of pads, they focused a little bit on the play action, the passing game, moving the ball, two-minute drill. These are some of the situational stuff that the Broncos got into, but let's talk about play action. Teddy Bridgewater found Noah Fant for a deep touchdown wide open. He rolled out to his right. He threw it. Noah Fant was wide open on a vertical seam. Justin Sternod was in coverage. You love to be able to see the play action. I think that the Broncos, if they can run the football, they can open up the passing game with play action, but then they can do so much more. It doesn't always have to just be these checkdowns. It doesn't always have to be shotgun or pistol. I think the Broncos have the opportunity to do a lot of that, but play action in a West Coast style of offense is usually what opens up everything else for the team. So with all the talent that the Broncos have, I think you're going to get a lot of those opportunities. We'll see if the Broncos continue to focus on an emphasis between getting the run going early on, opening up with play action, and then completely opening up the arsenal by the time week three or week four comes around. It's going to take some time because there's so many plays in an NFL playbook. So that's something we have our eye on. But let's get to that red zone period, the two-minute drill. Both Broncos quarterbacks had a pretty good day for the most part, except in the two-minute drill where the end result was not what the Broncos had wanted. And one of them, Drew Locke, led an impressive drive with, the I believe it was two minutes, 18 seconds on the clock, led him down to the red zone. Had a couple of plays. He was perfect until he threw an interception. He went 6-7, of seven, and Justin Simmons came away with a tremendous snag in the middle of the field there to end the series. So a promising drive by the Broncos offense, but it ended in a turnover. And I also want to throw my thought process out here on that. I'm going to get to the internet. Teddy Bridgewater was the next man up. He did the same exact thing. Led the team down the field. Threw an interception on a goal line fade route. Rode Jesterman Ferris, one of the Broncos' newest signings, had an interception. He had an interception on Drew Locke the other day to end practice. And to end practice here on Wednesday, he intercepted Teddy Bridgewater. And Vic Fangio said that he's playing himself. Maybe he's got a ticket to make the team. So obviously the Broncos' new playmaker out of Hawaii uh, making some plays here for the organization. But outside of that, in terms of the quarterbacks, yes, they made a mistake in the red zone. That's an area where the Broncos were bottom in the NFL last year, an area they absolutely have to improve on. And you want to maybe get some of these turnovers in the red zone out of the way in practice. But in a perfect world, you would come into a situation as an offense, lead your team down there, end it in a touchdown, even going perfect. Drew Locke was close to that. Teddy was pretty decent at it too, but it ended 
in the same negative way, a turnover. But I also want to throw it out there, too. Let's not discredit the Broncos' defense because in 2019 under Vic Fangio and 2020, the Broncos' red zone defense was the number one red zone defense all across the NFL. And now they're in a position defensively to have the same exact opportunity. So there's a little bit of both on there. Yes, quarterback maybe could throw the ball in a little bit of a better place. Maybe the wide receiver didn't run the full route on the fade route, but the DB made a great play. The defense isn't going to sit and wait for the offense to make a play. They're going to go make the play themselves. So both quarterbacks ended the day kind of poorly at practice. Drew Locke in his post-practice presser said, that, hey, that's one, I, that's one I'm angry about. I want to get back. And now that the Broncos have Thursday off, he's going to have to wait till Friday to be able to get a chance to improve and bounce back. Same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. But for the most part, the Broncos quarterback competition will be ongoing. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to focus a little bit more on the Broncos defensive side the ball we're going to talk a little bit about the red zone defense even more how teams can adjust how the broncos defense can adjust as well but before we get to that i have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode the show that is our good friends over there betonline.ag and betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action and with the nfl season fast approaching this week we have the dallas cowboys the pittsburgh steelers the broncos playing preseason action next saturday we're so excited about that you can put your money on the line you can win money at betonline.ag whether you need it for your sporting news odds or even contest information they have everything on nfl nhl mlb nba and all of your ufc and mma action all in one place net is betonline.ag you don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the action as teams prep for the nfl season to begin so i want you to head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and when you do you can receive a 50 percent deposit bonus on your first deposit today when you use promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts and Broncos country, as we get into the fourth quarter action of today's episode of the show, just a reminder, Lockdown Broncos is your daily Denver Broncos podcast, both in audio format on your favorite podcasting provider and not to mention video format every single day. I love interacting with Broncos country, so make sure you follow the Twitter account at Lockdown Broncos. Interact with me there. Also at Cody Work NFL. And make sure you comment in the comment section on YouTube. Love interacting with all of you all throughout Broncos country. Now, previously we talked about the Broncos offense. We mentioned a little bit about the Broncos red zone defense. Now, to close out today's episode of the show, I want to focus on the Broncos defensive news and notes from day seven of Broncos practice at the UCL training center. Training camp is so fun. I love it. It's a grind. We talked a little bit about the narratives that fans have about overanalyzing practice from every minute detail, but the reality is going to be the true evaluation comes in the preseason games against another team that is not your own guys. You want to use practice to get better in your day-to-day reps from your own position, from your own schematic standpoint, seven on and also 11 on 11. You just want to improve and grow. You're not going to be critically marked for some of the things that you do in practice, the more so you would in the game. You want to be able to learn the stuff in practice, make those adjustments, and then carry it over to a game. And if you make those same mistakes in a game, obviously that's where it's going to impact you more, whether you're an offensive player or a defensive player. So let's get into our Broncos defensive news and notes here. Really just talking about Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is getting a little bit more reps, increased rep usage in the team periods. And in the Broncos red zone period, he had what would have been a sack in a game. So Bradley Chubb getting some more reps. We could see him in preseason action. I tell you what, I would be very shocked if we see Bradley Chubb play against Minnesota but I do think maybe in that second game against the Seattle Seahawks, I imagine we might see him play a little bit, a couple of reps, maybe even a series, maybe a whole half. I mean, that's up to the Broncos coaching staff, but you want to get guys as ready as possible. But Chubb so far looking good, getting more comfortable since being introduced into the team period for the Broncos 
during practice here at the UCL Training Center. Outside of that, let's go back to the Broncos' red zone defense. Now, I wanted to go back. I mentioned earlier on the show that in 2019-2020, Vic Fangio had the number one red zone defense in the NFL. And last year, still, they had the number one red zone defense despite all the injuries, despite no Von Miller all season long, despite Bradley Chubb missing a couple games, despite Shelby Harris being out. That Broncos' red zone defense held firm. You love to see that. And now with all the talent that they have, I mean, I think that there's a real legitimate on-paper title that we can say right now that they're favorites probably right now entering the 2021 season to be the number one red zone defense once again. A lot of the personnel packages, they've gotten beefier. They've added more talent in the secondary. The defensive line, I imagine, are going to add more guys there. McTelvin Ajim and Marquis Spencer, also some players that have been standing out in Broncos camp practice. So Denver's got options, which is a good thing to note. We'll see how things go. But like I said, they have the potential to be the number one red zone defense in the NFL for a third consecutive year. A lot of credit goes to Ed Donatello, the position coaches specifically, and also Vic Fangio for the philosophy that puts these Denver Broncos players in a good position to succeed on the defensive side of the ball. Outside of that, let's talk about Justin Simmons. His first interception of training camp comes against Drew Locke in that red zone period. And one of the things I think that the Broncos really plan on doing this year is allowing him to play a little bit of that robber role and a little bit more on that free side this year. He can play free because he doesn't have to worry too much this year with the Broncos cornerback depth if they remain healthy. He doesn't have to worry about playing so much over the top and doing a little bit extra as he was last year. Now, last year, I go back to the Atlanta Falcons game. The Broncos had him moving all over the place, being over the top, being an extra help defender against some of the wide receivers that the Atlanta Falcons had due to the Broncos cornerback depth. I mean, right before the game, Bryce Callahan was called out with an ankle injury. You had Devontae Harris having to step up into that role. You had a lot of other guys, Michael Ojemudia stepping into that role as well. Some young guys, the St. Bassey playing inside that nickel. It really put the Broncos in a tough spot. And so, the Broncos asked a lot out of Justin Simmons. And look, I thought he came up big for them last season. He did so much for the defense. Now I think he can play a little bit more free, a little bit more loose without having to have so many restrictions just based on some deficiencies that the Broncos defense had at other positions. And he was a last line of defense option for them. So that means that we get a pretty good idea as to how Vic Fangio values Justin Simmons and how the organization does. Obviously, George Payton rewarding that with a long-term contract extension. So continue to see Justin Simmons continue to make plays there. Also of note, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, according to EA Sports Madden NFL 22, they are the top-ranked safety duo, the highest-rated overall duo in Madden football this year. Take it for what you want. I mean, we have our debates about Madden every single year. I'm going to play it. I, I'm always a sucker for playing it. But uh, outside of that, nice to see some recognition there for K-Jack and Justin Simmons. Full Metal Jack this year is uh, the mantra. We're going to see Kareem Jackson. He did an interview with Nine News where he's very candid. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a major chip on his shoulder this upcoming season. But outside of that, let's talk about Rogesterman Ferris. Like I mentioned, he had the interception of Teddy Bridgewater to conclude Broncos practice here today in the two-minute red zone drill. And look, this is a guy that Vic Fangio said earlier that he's got a ticket to make the team. Now, we look at the depth. Where can he potentially fit in? Now, if he can play a little bit more on special teams, he is a new guy to Broncos camp this week, so he has to learn special teams. He still has to learn Vic Fangio's playbook, but when he's been out there, he's been put in a position where he's making plays, whether it's two interceptions so far in three days of practice for him. Outside of these, he's had several pass deflections. He's also had a couple of passes bounce off of his helmet for intended receivers as well. So uh, nice to see that. Also, the Broncos signed Savion Smith, another cornerback that had played with Patrick Sertan at Alabama. Just Broncos adding depth here at the defensive back position. In preseason, this is normal because we see the wide receivers, Defensive backs tend to have the most players in camp, specifically 
when you have a 90-man roster, you have a lot of room to work with. And then obviously it's going to dwindle from 90 to 85, 85 to 80, and then 80 to 53. Not a lot of players will be on the roster. But the Broncos, they're really trying to figure out who they can fulfill with their 16-man practice squad. A little too early to jump to those conclusions right now because no games have been played in the preseason. But the Broncos' preliminary starters on offense and defense, outside of a couple of positions, they're already kind of set in stone. We already know the two deep options. Now it's really those guys trying to make that third string roll at whatever positions the Broncos plan on carrying a little bit more extra depth in here in 2021. But Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode Locked on Broncos. Denver has a day off on Thursday. There's still going to be Broncos coverage that we will continuously provide you here on the Locked on Broncos podcast. Be sure to check it out on the YouTube channel, also on your favorite podcast provider, not to mention 9news.com. With that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. Looking forward to interacting with all of you in the comment section on YouTube Broncos country, but I can't wait to talk with you tomorrow about some more Broncos football.